All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pause Podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Eric, aka Scarios. This is Rick, <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, fucking long time no podcast or talk. Yeah, like man, it's been a while. Yeah, I went on a little uh, vacation road trip with the old lady, and uh, you know, went down south, got some sun, got to live in the live in the south for a week, and it felt great. Didn't bring any fucking pretzels, asshole. No, nah, man. I was just like, oh, I kind of forgot. And then it was like <laughs> last minute, and then they were closed. I'm like, oh, great. This is this is not a good look. <laughs> I'm supposed to show up with pretzels, and I ain't got no pretzels. Uh, but for today's episode, everybody, um, it's kind of like a mashup. We had an idea to do like our favorite movies of a decade um, from like 2000 to to 2009 or 2009 to 2020 and we kind of just like blended them together and it went from being a list to not being a list and let's just talk about it and wait let's go back to a list (laughs) so you know we're just gonna have a conversation so i think a few weeks ago i said if you have a a top 10 list of your own you want to send us feel free to do so i'll read them on our next episode Um, But we're going to be going off of IMDb, the International Movie Database website, for the 100 best movies of the last 20 years. But there's a couple different links. So we have like best action movies of the 20 years, uh, best films from, you know, those two separate decades. So we're just going to kind of run down the list, talk about some. Maybe some of them don't deserve a certain rating and we'll point them out. Um, so yeah, you know, <laughs> the decades come and go, but movies are forever. So here we go. Uh, first link, if you want to follow along, maybe if you're sitting at home on a computer, not driving, hopefully you're not driving. Um, it's the IMDB. Oh no, 100 best films from 2000 to 2020. So you can type that in now on here right away. The number one movie. I hadn't heard of until a couple like weeks ago, to be honest. Like I had heard about this movie called The Hunt. That's the movie that's listed as number one, The Hunt, uh, with Mads Mikkelsen as our lead actor. Have you ever heard it? Have you ever seen this movie, The Hunt, as the number one? I've never heard of this movie until we opened up this list. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what so, that movie's about. What's it say here? A teacher lives a lonely life, all the while struggling over his son's custody. His life slowly gets better as he finds love and receives good news from his son. But his new luck is about to brutally, oh, about to be brutally shattered by an innocent little lie. So, yeah, this looks like some kind of like drama. Yeah. Honestly, to me, this looks like a fucking lifetime Hallmark after school special kind of movie. Yeah, I'm getting that same kind of vibe just from the uh, the thumbnail. Like except, the, except it's a guy instead of a girl. Like normally, it's the girl moves yeah. away to get away from her ex and falls right. in love with a nice guy at the new place, and then the ex comes and like fucking kills him or something. Oh man! <laughs> so like, I'm going through this list, and I'm seeing a lot of good movies. Uh, one that jumps out to me early. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but. I was talking about Westerns with a buddy of mine at work today and he had never seen there will be blood. And we were arguing over if it's a Western or not. And I'm like, it's a fucking Western. Like, what do you want me to say? I've Um, never seen it. It looks like a Western and it says turn of the century prospector. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's all you need. Yeah, uh, that's a fucking Western. Daniel dude. Day Lewis, I believe he won the best actor for this role. Um, it's it's about a guy and his son who, like, turn of the century, they become like rich. Like they struck gold. You know, not gold, oil. They yeah. they struck the oil, and you know, he builds like an empire. Right. And I think it takes place over the course of like 10, 15, 20 years, what have you. But um, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson flick. Great director. Um, some other notable PTA movies are like uh, Boogie Nights, uh, Punch Drunk Love was one of them, Inherent Vice, Hard Eight. What else did he make? PTA. He's made a bunch. The Master. Uh, yeah paul thomas oh, that whole list i saw boogie nights that's about it oh here. <laughs> um maybe i need to watch more of his movies Ooh, not on this well it might be on this list it might be like down towards the bottom well it should be on this list but the movie that won best picture last year parasite did you see that i have not oh man uh you, you gotta read subtitles but it's yeah. it's worth it you know i didn't know this until today but this was the first international film to ever win the academy award for best picture didn't oh, wow. know that pretty cool yeah. um i don't really want to get into it i just i'd rather have you just watch it okay, okay. uh the number two on this list birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance again did you see this one i did it was okay. I, I don't think it's worthy of number two for the past 20 years, but it was, yeah. it was solid, I guess. Yeah. It was for, for what it was. Um, for me, it, it was like, it was like a piece of art. Um, if you don't know about Birdman, the, the whole movie feels like it's one continuous tracking shot. Now, uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know what a tracking shot is, it's when the camera like follows your your main character or just uh, wh whoever is in front of you on the screen and it makes it seem like there's no cuts um, another movie that did this was one that came out last year called 1917 that war movie i think it was world war one which that one was um, awesome I love that, that was great that was a great movie um, that should be on the list i don't see it it's like seamless, you know, the whole entire movie feels like they just hit record and they never hit stop recording or cut the entire yeah. time. Now, a good movie can do that. Now, yeah, they probably cut a good, you know, however many times to make the movie. But when you can make a movie do that, fucking gold, because it's hard to do that. A lot of a lot of directors try to just throw that in there at some point or other throughout their movie. Like you'll see it more so during the beginning of movies. It'll be like one long tracking shot following your main character, like wake up out of bed, get breakfast and walk out of his house. And you see him walking down the street, you know, stuff like that. You see it all the time, but you probably just don't realize it's a tracking shot. So that's a tracking shot. Tarantino um, does it a lot, but not for a whole movie. Yes. Yes. I was just about to say that. Um, okay, so you know what, dude? Let's let's scroll through this list, and I think we were doing this earlier. Let's kind of like point out the ones we haven't seen, and maybe just touch on some of them. Oh, well, that's a lot of them for me. So, <laughs> all right, I'm at like number four, Atonement. I had heard of it, never seen it. Old boy, um, I haven't seen. Old boy's number oh, five. Dude, old boy is good. They did 
uh, a remake of this movie not too long ago with uh, Josh Brolin, I believe was the main guy. It's it, it's this guy who gets like um, kidnapped and put in like a room. He's like it's like it's like an apartment room, but it's locked up and he doesn't know why he's there. They just well shit, he probably doesn't know why he's there. I'm just, I'm just having trouble remembering why the fuck he's there. Right. Um, so they like the bad guys or whatever, they they get this guy, they put him in a room, and he's in there for like 10, 20 years or something. No, 15 years. That says it right here. <laughs> After being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, so and so is released, only to find that he must find his captor in five days. So he's got five days to find his captor. So anyway, all the while he's staying in this room, all he has is like a TV and some fake windows. Now he, he's obviously a male, you know, he's, right. he's a guy and you know, you're stuck in a room for, you know, however long, Years. Not for nothing. You're gonna, you know, Dude, gonna, most of us can't even handle quarantine for a couple months. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. Imagine this for years, people. For Fifteen oh years. My yeah. God. Um. So you know they, they 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 give him like um like some some porn to watch. You know, every once in a while, and he'll you know he'll go whack off or what have you. Um. So long story short. 15 years gone by he doesn't know, this is spoiler I'm, and i'm just gonna tell you because it's fucking crazy 15 years goes by and they 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 introduce him to like a female and at some point i think he like falls for this girl and she's kind of younger you know like much younger than him fast forward some more he ends up you know making love to this woman only to find out at the end of the movie it's his fucking kid. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So like he didn't know his his girl or his lady was pregnant when he went in to being kidnapped. And then when they let him out, they like did it on purpose. Like they, they did it to like screw him over. Yeah. And it was all over something stupid. Like he he like I don't know, like they were at like a bar or something, and he like gave someone a hard time or some shit and that guy got so mad he was like a rich guy that he kidnapped him locked him away made him have sex with his own kid it, yeah it's crazy it's just how it's all like how it all comes out you're just like whoa oh my god i was not expecting that holy yeah. shit that's fucked up <laughs> um, uh again i'm sorry for spoiling that one but i just i had to get that one out that's a crazy movie check it out uh Mulholland Drive, there will be blood. Ooh, children. Mulholland Drive man. was really good. I don't I don't know if you're a David Lynch fan or not. I am. I just I'd never seen this one. Really? It's pretty good. I mean, it's not his best work, but if you like David Lynch, you'll like the movie. Um, it's one and it's one of those movies that a lot of people didn't like because the end makes no sense. And you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? And you know, I actually I want to click on his link. Let me see what other David Lynchers are out there. Uh, Twin Peaks. Because I always get him confused with David Fincher. Uh, okay, known for... Yeah, uh, yeah, Twin Peaks. I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. Um, Let's see. Lost Highway. Yeah, I forgot about Lost Highway. Oh, he's done a shit ton of documentaries. Oh, wow. 
Dune. Oh, he did Dune, the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I forget that? Elephant Man. Yeah. Eraserhead. Okay. All right. Wasn't Eraserhead with... uh... Jesus. Uh, Raging Bull. What the heck's his name? De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Let me see. Eraserhead. No. Jack Nance. (laughs) It's not Robert De Niro. Yeah, the original Twin Peaks television series is how I was kind of introduced to him. Yeah, I'd, uh, I actually started watching that um, not too long ago because they had released everything on, I don't know if it was Netflix or Amazon, but I was, oh, shit, you know, Twin Peaks is on here. Yeah. You know, when, when that was when that came out, what was it like late 90s or mid 90s? It was early 90s. Early 90s. I think it started in like 90 it, or 91. It was like a big deal. Yeah. It was about, a, you know, the first episodes about some chick who got murdered or, or killed herself or something like that i was like oh this is uh yeah and, it, and it's weird too it's not like a, just a, a typical like crime drama or whatever whodunit yeah it's it's a really weird show worth watching though definitely worth watching i think but uh, it was children. one of those shows that was like an event like how game of thrones was more recently yes where it's yes. like dude, we gotta go you know everybody's like you know i can't do anything on this night because the show's on yeah, go. You watching Twin Peaks tonight? Yeah, yeah. you gonna come over? Yeah, it was that kind of show. But yeah, Mulholland Drive is worth checking out. Um, I'm okay with it being on this list. Sunny, like the the next three or four, I'm just I don't. I'm talking yeah. about like number nine, ten, and eleven. Never seen. Yeah, I'm known. Yep. Holy yep. Motors, in the mood for love, and Sunny. Never heard of these. Never seen them. Battle Royale, um, I've never seen. That I have seen. That's fucking good. That is the yeah. Hunger Games before it was the Hunger Games. Um, a bunch of students from like one class get taken to an island and it's the Hunger Games. You know, they say, you know, only one of you can come back. Right. And some of the kids think it's like a joke. And then, you know, shit hits the fan and it's, it gets real. Um, but they're dropped off at this island and they're all given like uh, a weapon. Or like a bag and inside the bag is that's all you get and it's like a each person got something different you know one person right. got like a a freaking can opener and another person got an uzi you know another person <laughs> got a chainsaw is just all over the place is very interesting um again you got to read subtitles it's i think it's uh Japanese or Korean? I would guess it's Japanese because it says the Japanese government captures a class of nice oh, Yep, it says it right there. <laughs> I'm going to assume the movie's in Japanese. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, here we go. Christopher Nolan, Memento. That's a great movie. Classic. I feel like this needs to be much higher on the list based on some of these other ones, but I haven't yeah. seen some of those other ones, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh... There's like a good five movies above this that I just want to take off the list completely. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, great flick. Um, that this was like one of the ones that showed Jim Carrey is oh, wow, he's he's got some acting chops. He's, right, doesn't he's not just that to... fucking weird guy from In Living Color. Right, <laughs> like over um, the top, like you know, slapstick comedy. Yeah, he can actually act. He's talented. He's not just whatever. right. It's <laughs> you know, it's, I and I'm assuming like some people went to the theater thinking they were gonna watch a like another right. Ace Ventura. Very a cable guy. Um, there's one on here. Here we go. Number 16. Let the right one in. I don't know if you've seen this, but they they did an American remake 
uh pretty good it's a it's a vampire movie pretty much okay it's yeah, i haven't seen that vampire confessions never seen it nope. the chaser there's a lot of asian movies on this list yeah um but oh I, I, one i skipped over children of men good freaking movie with uh clive owen uh julianne moore and uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie okay. where uh, women have become uh, infertile. Like they can't give birth anymore. And uh, where's the description? A former activist agrees to help transport a miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at the sea. And, you know, at, at this point, anyone who was like uh, pregnant or showed signs of, you know, um, being pregnant or going to have a kid, it was like taboo and they didn't want anything to do. Like, no, this is the way the world's going to end. We need to kill off that baby. So they were like fending off people who are like that, like extremists and whatnot. Um, Sounds like something I would like. I just ha I haven't seen it though. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, I hadn't seen it in a while. Actually, I might want to watch it. Okay, this one I see a lot uh, on a lot of lists. Emily, number 13. Emile, Emily, Emily. An innocent and naive girl in Paris with her own sense of justice. She decides to help those around her along the way, and she discovers love. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. This is a film that will put a goofy grin on your face from the opening frame through the credits out into the lobby, the whole way home, and possibly even till you fall asleep. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a romantic comedy, I guess. I didn't even see that until you started reading it. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Like, I've only okay. seen, like, every fifth movie on this list. Oh, there's two in a row at 19 and 20 that I've seen. Drive? Not bad. Kind of like action movie. I like Drive. Yeah, it's it not a bad movie. Uh, it wouldn't be in my as, top ten list, but no, 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 no. As far as like um, acting performances, uh, this was one role for Ryan Gosling that I'd never seen him in before. Yeah. I had always looked at him and see saw him as you know the pretty boy yeah. guy. He's a, you know uh, uh, Nicholas Sparks movies, right, you know, right. the, the Notebook type Notebook, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, pretty boy, kind of like um, kind of like a Ryan Reynolds. You know, here he's like a badass. Yep. Um, not not a hitman, but he's a, a getaway driver. Right. Um, but it had a lot of those like 1980s like uh, vibe as far as like the movie goes, and especially the soundtrack that like 80s electronica. Uh, shit, I can I can play one now because we don't have to worry about uh, <laughs> uh, TOS in terms of service. This, I think it was this one. Yeah, this song opens up and uh, opens the movie. It's, this is like the opening sequence, and he's just driving through the town. Hell yeah! And it's just, it's, it's just got a ton of bass, a ton of like that, like that wow, that electronic sound, right. I wanted to like kick in the gears. Let's see, action smarts don't necessarily go in. Yeah, a phenomenally entertaining movie that employs a haunting soundtrack, clever direction, and entertaining characters. From its opening shots, Riffins, 
I don't know how to say this guy's name. He's more vowels, man. It's not enough vowels. Right. (laughs) This movie is as cool and controlled as it is, as its protagonist. I don't feel like reading the rest of that. Okay, next movie on the list. Uh, This one I didn't think I was going to like. It was Capote. Yeah. Um, It was really good. Um, I don't know how much of it is like historically accurate. Right? Um, But it's based off a true story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like, I don't know how accurate it is. You know, you never really know some of those movies. Um, Even like the biopics, if you watch um, uh, fucking. Wow, my mind just went blank. But like the NWA biopic or the Queen biopic, like never really know oh, like, how much of that is actual or how much is that just kind of created to add a little bit of drama and storytelling. Right, because you gotta have because it's gotta have flow some kind of you know? flow yeah. for a movie's sake. Right, you're condensing a a pretty vast period of time into like hour and a half, two hours, three hours max for a movie. That was the case for um for some people with um. Uh, the 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 uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie. That, yeah, that's the one. I couldn't think of the name of it. I'm like the Queen movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just saying like they they cut out a lot about you know Freddie Mercury and um you know and and him having AIDS. They didn't really like touch on it. They just kind of went, right. mm, hey, I got it. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, let's go to the stadium for show him. his death or anything. It was just all of a sudden he had it, and then and the movie just kind of ended. Yeah. Um, on a light note, you know, it's what you want. You know, you yeah. want to put people in the seats. You you don't want people to go home and be like, oh, that movie's so depressing. Don't go see it. Right. It's, I've had that told to me like numerous times. Um, oh, it's a good one. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I feel like I've seen Guillermo, this, but I don't really remember it that well. Uh, this was Guillermo del Toro. I think this was like his one of his first. Um, like big hits yeah because he he's done a bunch of movies like the hellboy um shape of water a couple other ones like this yeah he definitely likes to kind of bend reality yes it's like his his artwork and his his characters like his monsters are just so unique and now like when you see them on screen you're like oh that looks like a guillermo del toro type film Kind of reminds me, not the same style, but the uniqueness of like a Tim Burton. Yes. You, you can yeah. immediately see something and be like, oh, that's a Tim Burton movie or, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of the same thing with, with Guillermo del Toro. And that kind of. And the guy, I, I can't know. think of his name that designed all the aliens shit. Geiger. Right. Uh, HR Geiger. Geiger. I don't know how to say it. Geiger. Yeah. yeah, I think he got it. Yeah, but I want to look up Guillermo del Toro now. What did he? Oh, Pacific Rim. That was another one he did. I like Pacific. Oh, really? The first one. Yeah. Yeah, that one I wouldn't have picked as him. I don't think. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, the he, monsters. Maybe yeah. he wrote the screenplay for uh, the Hobbit. Uh, really? Movies. Yeah. That one I would definitely wouldn't have picked him as. Yeah, the <laughs> Hobbit. Yeah, all well, three of the Hobbit movies. Don't be afraid of the dark screenplay. Yeah, there's Water, obviously. Hellboy. Mimic. Director. Here we go. Show his directions. Pacific Rim, Hellboy. Blade 2? What? 
The Devil's Backbone mimic, Kronos. Okay. Oh, wow. He did Hellboy before Pan's Lab. Uh, okay. No, but Hellboy is based on a comic, though, so that's sense. not like right. Oh, he didn't. He didn't come up with that design. Yeah. Yeah, Hellboy was. I think. Uh, I think in Hellboy there was like a few, maybe like monsters that he kind of right geared towards his like style, his flavor. Um, dude, we're only at like twenty. All right, I'm just gonna kind of like uh, rail off some of these ones. Okay, the Tree of Life. What's that? Uh, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn, Jessica Chastain. Never seen it. Uh, Take Shelter. Never seen it. Uh, Spirited Away. This is an anime. I've heard a lot of good things, but again, I haven't seen it. This is about. I'm not an anime guy, so this could have been the best anime ever, and I still wouldn't know what the fuck it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know this one though. Uh, Number twenty-six. Wow. Yes, sir. Yep. It's a great movie. This was on my list when we did the apocalypse movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Secret in their eyes. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that can create that has created so much emotion without dialogue as Wally yes. with the relationship between Wally and, and Eva. Well, and, and Pixar is just really good at that too, because the opening scene of Up is just fucking probably one of the saddest scenes in fucking movie history, in my opinion. <sighs> Dude, it was, and they don't talk. <laughs> yeah, I, if it's a, it's a good like what like forty five minutes before you hear a word or more. In, in Wally, yeah, in in Up, it's probably like maybe ten, five to ten minutes. But you basically see how they met and whatever in Up. Um, you see pretty much the old man's entire life up to that point. Well, yeah, Wally, there's like he's on Earth by, by himself, and then the other robot shows up and they're interacting without talking for a while. There, there's no dialogue until they get to that ship in space where there's actually people. Then there starts to be dialogue in the movie, but there's not really any up until that point. Yeah, right. Let's say. Wally is one for the ages, a masterpiece to be savored before or after the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's scroll down. Number 29, Zodiac. I'd seen it, but I just, nah. Before Sunset. Yeah, Zodiac wasn't that great. I saw saw that. Um, Who directed that? Who directed that? That's David. Oh, David Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah. Fincher. (laughs) Michael Clayton. The uh, George Clooney John. I think he's like a lawyer or something. Yeah, I didn't I see it. Gosford. I, mean, I bet a lot of people are going dis- to disagree with me, but I'm not really a big Clooney fan. And yeah, no, say I'm like I'm in the same boat. Like I don't dislike anything that he was in. Really, I just I'm not like if there's a if there's two movies in the theater and one's got George Clooney and the other one's got say. Freaking! All right, all right. Let's say here. Here, let me ask you a question. You go to the movie theater. Leonardo. You go. You go to the movie theater. There's two movies you've never heard of either one. Okay. You don't know anything about either movie. One's leading man George Clooney. One the leading man's Brad Pitt. Which movie do you go see? I'm going Brad Pitt all day. Me too. Just off a namesake. I don't care what it's about. Okay. And that's the case for a lot of moviegoers. I mean. <clears throat> like 
I know you can probably relate to this like up until maybe 10 years ago when you went to the movies, you literally went to the movie theater, stood about 15 feet back from the window and looked at what was available. Yeah. Yeah. There was time where we went to the movies with no goal in mind. It was just like, Hey, you want to go? Yeah. Let's go fucking see what they got and see what time they start. We'll figure it out when we get there. And then, you know, you go up to the window. Hey, can I get two for fucking sideways? Uh, sorry, right. we're sold out. Fight or sold out. What do you want to the backup? Yeah. All right, we're going to yeah. go see Equalizer. You know, yep. it's that's how it was. And Now I feel like people go because we're like, oh, I really want to go see this movie, whatever. Yeah, at this point, I already have the tickets for the movie before I step foot into the theater. Because oh, now yeah, I can I'm not pick waiting, where I'm I want to sit. Yeah. <laughs> like what what got me was like oh i can pick my seat like, right i don't have to you know be the first one there and try to find the yeah. best spot for me and three other people like that sucks yeah. we're trying to find spots for four or whatever right um okay this <laughs> this movie at the number 40 position on this list should remove the zero and just be at number four in this my opinion five. <laughs> this this would make my top 10 maybe i don't know about five but 2007 uh the cohen brothers no country for old men um what when i came out of the theater when i saw this movie i was like holy shit like it's one where the you know the bad guy kind of wins gets away at the end what have you and it it just felt like that was like the most real shit i'd seen in a while and it was like a modern day western and it was like Hell yeah, that's making my top ten. Like, and, and the Coen Brothers are really good at that. Like that kind of dark side of, like I don't really want to call it dark comedy, but it's still, um, it's because like, yeah, I, I don't think No Country for Old Men is is as funny as like Fargo or what's their other movie? Oh, they got a ton. Um, no, Jesus Christ, let's just pull up the list. Yeah, let's screw this up. Other than Fargo, No Country, Inside Lewin Davis, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scrooge. Oh, The Big Lebowski. That's the Big one I'm thinking. Of. The Big Lebowski. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we've yeah. both got to smack ourselves yeah. for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've done some great movies, and but uh, they're all kind of funny, right? But it's like a dark humor. It's not like oh, a. What's the one with Clooney? Um, oh, Brother, uh, Where Art Thou? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. The Lady Killer. I think that was uh, Tom Hanks. True Grit. Yeah, True, True Grit's another one. Yeah. The Coen Brothers are good. It's one of those things where you either like their style or you don't. And if you like it, you love it. Yeah. So, like, this is a perfect example. The movie Burn After Reading with uh, Brad Pitt and a couple other people. I think Clooney's in that one, too. It's, like, such a weird movie that a lot of people were like, that movie's dumb but when i saw it because i get their humor and i kind of like it sometimes it was hilarious like i i thought the movie was great right um yeah and then there's times where i watch it and i'm like oh this movie is i'm just not feeling this movie right now Uh, but have you seen the uh the ballad of buster scruggs it's on netflix it's like a collection of i think it's like four or five short stories and they're all like westerns okay so kind of like a I have to watch that kind of like a deadwood like a hell on wheels kind of vibe 
Which, by the way, have you ever seen Hell on Wheels, the AMC show? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I finished it, but it, it's good. Yeah. I just, uh, I just started watching it. Like again, I'd seen all five seasons, and I started uh, back at season one last week. Yeah, I think I fell off somewhere in, during season four, maybe. I don't even remember. Okay. It's a good show, though. All right. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, number 42. Gary Oldman? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I don't remember it if I did. I feel like I probably did. I think, yeah, Gary Oldman. I think he won uh, Best like Supporting or Best Actor for that. Yeah, and maybe that's where I've heard of it. Maybe I haven't seen it. I just remember him winning something for it. All right. Oh, here we go. Here's another one that uh, jumps into my top 10 for sure. Ex Machina. Um, this is this is a good movie. Um, I think who's in it? Uh, Alicia Vikander, Damo Gleason, and Oscar Isaac. And this is one other person. But the whole this whole movie takes place in one location. And I've said it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Movies that do that, I love when when you're like isolated and you're in yeah. one spot. It's number one. It's very hard to do that to 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 shoot a movie like that. And when it delivers, it's it fucking delivers because it's you know like uh, the Hateful Eight, uh, the Thing, yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Blair Witch, Book of Shadows, yes, <laughs> yeah. um, and this one, Ex Machina, another great like uh, what would you call it um it's it's a sci-fi yeah it's a sci-fi sci-fi movie. yeah she is on the on the hook for tomb raider 2 is lara croft oh d- Actually, so they she's are already making- lara croft on tomb raider 1 that makes sense but <laughs> i was just looking at her imdb page to see what else she's been in right so so they got her on as number two good shit yeah she, she's lara croft Ooh. In the in the newer iteration of the Tomb Raider movies, All right. the White Ribbon, Waltz with Bashir, Eastern Promises. That was a good one. I liked Eastern Promises. Vigo Mortensen um, is like a like a gangster who's like he doesn't live in the life anymore, and he moves out west. And something happens, and someone finds him, and like those gangsters from home move got come out west to to kill him and his family or something yeah. it's pretty cool i saw the devil never seen it fantastic mr fox i actually have never seen that mm. um, the return nebraska i have seen nebraska it's a good movie uh with bruce dern an aging boozed adult father makes the trip from Montana to Nebraska with his estranged son in order to claim a million dollar mega sweepstakes marketing prize. (laughs) So it's like this old guy gets like, like I'm sure you get them. I get them all the time. It's like a flyer in the mail and it looks like a fake, like lottery ticket, not like a lottery ticket, but it's like, Hey, it says your name on it, you know? It looks like you a check. Just, yeah, you just won, you know, fifty thousand dollars. You know, come here to claim your prize. And he's like, "Oh shit!" So you know, he gets his talks his son into doing like a cross country road trip to go claim this thing. And at the very end, you know, it's like he found out it was like he drove all that way just to be entered into a raffle 
to potentially win the 50k and all and they're like oh well we have a hat you you can have this hat (laughs) and that was the end i was like oh no uh the pianist this is good that was a good one i think it won best actor now i i'm kind of like going through this list now and like only bringing out talking about the ones that like jump out at me because at at this point it's like i'm saying too many movies that i've never seen or even heard of like talk to her the hell's that work meister harmonies (laughs) 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 there's not another movie that i've seen until number 76 i have seen 13 assassins that's a good one and there's no way in my opinion 76 shouldn't be in top 10 on this list yeah dude there's a bunch there's I'm at 68 there must have been like 20 something movies in a row that I haven't seen. So I can't Songs even talk from about. the second floor. <laughs> the Cove, I think I heard of that. Three Iron, Last Train Home. Okay, here we go. Number 76. Yeah. The Revenant. Which I liked. I liked The Revenant. This is the one that uh, Leo won his best actor yeah. for. This I think is a great movie. I don't even think it's Leo's best work, to be honest. Like, I felt yeah. he should have won an, a- a- an actor, an Oscar, like, well before this. Yeah. Um, Wolf of Wall Street probably deserved one. Fucking Inception yeah. probably deserved one. Like, he should have had a Titanic. He's, like, the only dude that worked on Titanic that didn't get an Oscar. Oh, dude, I know, right? <laughs> and, um, oh, what was the other one? <laughs> um, The Departed. The Departed, yeah. The Departed's another one, like. He crushed it. He yeah. crushed that role. Yeah. Like he should have had four or five Oscars before the Revenant even came out, and this would just be like a side note in history. But, <laughs> but it's a great movie still. It it's, um, and I don't know if it's just because of all the snow and furs and stuff, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Hateful Eight, um, like the ambiance of the movie. Not, oh yeah, not acting and direction, I guess, but the yeah, the, like like the the, the setting, yeah, the setting that takes uh, place in like. Arrival number 79. Oh, wait, right, right after uh, the Revenant is the big short that was, I think that won something. Yeah, that was actually a really good movie. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like it because it just seemed like a boring thing. Like, I mean, who wants to watch a movie about the housing market crash, right? And, exactly, but and it was actually really good. It definitely kept me in. I don't know if it'd be a top 10 on this list for me, but oh, I was directed by Adam McKay. Hmm. He's like a comedic. Yeah, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. Like a pretty big cast. Yeah, stars that a cast. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Um, Arrival. Have you ever seen that? I have. I, honestly, I didn't like it that much. It was okay. It's like, it's weird. Like, you don't realize till like after the movie or watching it again that there's like some kind of like, not like time traveling, but like. It was you had to like pay attention to know when she was like having flashbacks, right? And yeah, maybe ah, it's confusing. Yeah. Um, okay, it reminded me a little bit of that Brody Foster movie when like oh, aliens um, contact, yeah, contact, yeah, reminded me a little yeah. bit of that. It was okay, it, I don't know. Oh, okay. Here's another isolated movie. This was okay. I, I, 
I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Uh, the movie Lock with Tom Hardy. Uh, the whole movie takes place in his car. Oh, and he's really? driving like he's driving from point A to point B. And just it's a very strange thing. It's like he finds out that the woman he like cheated on his wife with is having a baby. So oh, he's shit. driving, he, he's, he's driving to the hospital and it's like six hours away. Like she's in London and he lives in, you know, wherever six hours away. Yeah. And he's having to like call home to his wife and his kids and like confess. Oh shit. Like what he's doing and why, like, why is he not home? Why is he on the road? Why are you going to London? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's answering all these questions, honestly, and everything. And it's just crazy. It's just, you know, it was like an emotional roller coaster. Pretty, pretty crazy. Lock with an E at the end. The <laughs> next, next one I've seen, and it's, it's really good. Um, mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. It was Gone Baby Gone. Uh, directed by Ben Affleck. I think this was oh. his first time directing. I think, yeah, I think it was. Um, um Casey really Affleck good. Was the main, right? Yeah, yeah, Casey. Yep. Morgan Freeman, Ed Harris, Michelle Monaghan. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's about the girl who uh, yeah, kidnapped. Right? Little girl like, gets kidnapped, own. and yeah, they're trying to find her and whatever. But it's it's a mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really good movie. I liked it. Yeah, Ben Affleck, man, he's he's definitely he's definitely talented. Yeah. In the director chair for sure. Right. Um, next one was Spotlight. I don't know it was on my list of movies that I really wanted to see, and I just never got around to seeing it. Yeah, because it's a, it's not a, it's a sensitive subject, but it's it's just something that you don't really want to go out of your way to watch. Right. You know, about all the Catholic priests who were you know molesting those little boys throughout the years, and probably still happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what the movie's about. It's like exposing those guys. Yeah. And it's based uh, on a Paris, true story. Like it's, it's based on a group of right. journalists that like uncovered this scandal and you know investigated it. Because the you know the church itself, like as a whole, like <laughs> is pretty powerful. Yeah. Come to think of it, and they can they can ruin a, a career for a journalist with the, with a phone call. I would assume. Right. Um. Uh, the next flick, you know, after uh, Parasite, we'd already touched on uh, The Lighthouse. This one I watched recently because uh, Robert Patton Pattinson got cast as Batman in the new Batman movie. Right. Um, and I just wanted to kind of go through his movies. And Yeah, yeah, me uh, too, man. I don't understand the hate. It's, it's, yeah, it's no. just because of Twilight, I'm assuming, but... There's the, this movie, The Lighthouse... Uh, there's another one called like good time, I think, or good times. Some, And there's another one on Netflix and he's in the new Nolan movie tenant, which I want to go see. I can't wait until I can go see that. Like it's yeah, I really, out I really, over in California, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, Robert Pattinson, man, he's got my, uh, you know, vote of approval for Batman, especially, you know, more so after the, um, the trailer. Did you see the new trailer for Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Ooh. when he says like "I am vengeance," like oh shit, yeah. and dude, even at the end, at uh, the very end of the trailer, he takes off his cowl, you know, his mask, and yep. you still see the eye shadow under his eyes. 
yeah. you know, I, I didn't realize this. Like uh, Rev pointed it out to me. Um, and all the other uh, movies with a Batman in it, whenever he took off his uh, his mask, his cowl, it all of a sudden there's no eyeshadow. Right. Like really? Yeah, time to go rinse your face real quick. Like it just feels like gritty and lived yeah. in, and just yes, like this is the Batman I want. No crazy origin story, but it is kind of. In a, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. You know, next year. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward. To, I'm more excited about this than the Ben Affleck Batman, to be honest. Oh yeah, same. I'm more excited about yeah the Batman opposed to uh, the uh, the Snyder cut thing that's coming out yeah. next year as well. Which that that's that's confusing me because like it's gonna be like a an eight part miniseries. So are we gonna get like four, five, six, seven, eight hours of content? Or yeah, you know, like I I don't see how they're gonna do that without like I don't know behind the scenes stuff or something. Yeah, like I would figure like the first episode is something like, hey, this is what you're gonna be getting into for the next few weeks. Here's the first hour. Right. Um, and I hope they do it once a week and they don't release everything at once. I wanted to go back to that old school style of shows. Right. Um, I started watching the boys again. Uh, did you, have you caught up? Uh, no, I haven't watched season two yet. I haven't started. So with season two, I just, you know, the, the way TV shows are now, they just release them all boom, you know, all 10 or, you know, all eight, however many episodes are in the season. They just, Give them to you. Hey, here you go. Here's all 10. Um, not with this show, not with the boys. It's once a week. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it's like, oh crap, you know, damn, I just finished that episode. I want to watch the next one. Yeah. But I can't, <laughs> you know, biggest offender when it comes to just releasing here, here's all of it. Fucking watch it this weekend and we'll see you in the year. Yeah. Um Hulu will release an episode a week. Um I know I don't watch it, but my wife watches The Handmaid's Tale, um, and that's once a week. Right. And I watch the the um, Wu Tang and American Saga, which is which is really good. If you're a fan of Wu Tang Clan, you should check that out. Um, but they released an episode a week when that was running. What else is on here? We're we're just about done this list. The Square. Oh, the Road. Foreign movies and stuff. And, Hell or High Water, Sicario. It's a good one, Sicario. Yeah, Sicario's pretty good. It's about the drug Secret. war, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, Blade Runner 2049. I love that movie. That's another one. That makes my top 10. Number 99. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we just ran through this top 100 list. You know, apologies if this sounded boring as fuck, because for the most part it was. I had never heard of any fucking, of these. I want to say like 70% of these movies I'd never heard of. So whoever made this list. IMDb user Enigma Lake made this list. Enigma Lake. You got some good ones on there, buddy, but I think I would come up with this, something a little better. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, tastes in movies are like assholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> a lot of this list, there was probably, I didn't count, but probably 10 to 15 Japanese flicks on this list. Well, and I can't remember the last time I watched a Japanese movie because I haven't even seen Parasite. And that's like right now, that's probably the most popular one. I'm going to jump over to the, um, 
to the action movies one you sent me, the the okay. top action movies of the last twenty years. I just want to take a little quick peek of that. But uh, so this isn't a bad list, the uh, action movies list. My issue with the oh, this is oh no, hold on, I clicked the right link. I'm like, it's also uh, Enigma Lake. It's not. This is Doctor Somebody. Um, oh, yeah, Doctor Faustus. But okay, so my yeah, issue with this list, and I don't know, it's just a a tactical, a strategical preference, I guess. So everything it seems like that's here that is part of some kind of franchise or like a trilogy or whatever, he puts all those movies back to back to back. Okay. So yeah, like, I'm seeing that. Yep. Um, Lord of the Rings, you know, he has, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, the, the Two Towers, fucking Return of the King, back to back to back. Like, that's my issue with this list. Like, it, once you get into the Avengers, there's like, 10 movies in a row that are all fucking Avenger movies. Yeah. It's or MCU movies. At least um, it's like, he was just trying to fill right. Spot. Avengers age of Ultron. So he has Avengers at number five, the first Avengers. Uh, I, I don't know if it's be rated that high, but whatever, that's fine. But Avengers age of Ultron, which came right after the Avengers, basically Avengers two should not be the number six fucking action movie of the past 20 years. <laughs> like it's Dude, probably one of the worst movies in the MCU, to be honest. Oh, Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one, it's like, that's the one that a lot of people forget about, yeah. including myself. Because it wasn't that good. About. Yeah. A lot of the other Marvel movies, it's not It's not that great. You know, it wasn't until uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, when they had the Russo brothers come in, that's when it became, anytime you're going to a Marvel movie, it's a fucking hit. Yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, wasn't that great? Until you get to like Captain Marvel. Um, that's just my personal preference. I didn't really like Captain Marvel. It was okay. It was all right, yeah. It it, it was, to me, it was like an Iron Man 2 or 3. That's I, what it I feel like, like. It's, it's hard to love a movie. When, uh, okay, so there's, for me anyway, my pers- me personally, there's a lot of nostalgia with some of the superheroes. So I'm going to gravitate more towards for me. My favorite as a kid was Spider-Man. So I love Tom Holland's the fucking man. I love these new Spider-Man movies. I'll watch fucking 20 of them. If they make 20 of them. Um, so I, I feel like, like I didn't even know who Captain Marvel was until the MCU movies. So it's kind of hard for me to like jump on board with a new superhero and kind of care as much as I do about some of the other ones. Right. Um, the only ones I feel like they really knocked out of the park that I didn't give a shit about until these movies was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if they just did such an amazing job. I don't know if it's James Gunn. I don't know if it's the cast with, you know, Chris Pat, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, you know, the whole ensemble. But those are just great movies, and I fell in love with them almost immediately. But I want to say like, I really like Captain America, so I'm going to love the Captain America movies. I didn't know who Captain Marvel was. Like, it was okay. I didn't dislike it, but I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta watch this again. Yeah, right. And to 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 go with your point, it's like you said, like they they built up a relationship between uh, the audience member, you know, me and you, with these characters, like yeah. Tony Stark. You know, they had Iron Man one, and then the you know a couple other more Iron Mans, but they also had him in a few other movies peppered in here and there. He's in the Spider-Man movies. Um, you 
come to to know and love this character and then they bring in captain marvel and say she's gonna be the new iron man tony stark she's the badass of everybody like like she's top dog all of a sudden like she just comes in out of nowhere and all of a sudden she's supposed to be like yeah you're you're one of our top three and it's like, no, you got to earn those stripes, baby girl. Like, right, right. And, and this is coming from like the studio heads and whatnot, you know, because they, you know, you, they, they want to have more female um, leads in that position. Yeah. Which I get, right like way. socially, socially. Wonder Woman's doing it the right way. Yeah, socially, those movies are important. Like, I, I do think it's yeah. important for little girls to look at Captain Marvel and and Wonder Woman and have like a superhero that they can more relate to than oh, 100%. Than a billionaire rich playboy with you know, high-tech toys in Tony Stark. Sure. Same thing with Black Panther. Like, it's obviously important for, you know, children of color to have this superhero that's a fucking badass that right, I, I, I read somewhere that he's actually the richest Avenger or richest, you know, character in the MCU. Um, But it's just, I think it's important for people to, everyone to have a superhero that they can relate to. Um, But it's sometimes that, it makes the movie kind of fall flat for everybody else. Right. That, that love isn't really like earned. It's like they, they're kind of giving those characters the fast track right. to like top dog. Right. And you know, I'm just like, Oh man, like, ah, like do it the way you guys were doing it with every other character. Like they did a good job integrating Black Panther in was it Civil War I think right is that the first time we see him yeah yeah that that's what they should have done with uh, Captain Marvel yeah Captain Marvel just kind of came out of nowhere who's this chick yeah just give her one little cameo her cameo (laughs) was a a beeper a beeper and most people didn't even know what the hell that was yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't they didn't handle Captain Marvel very well at all no. We got okay, so yeah, he had equalizer one and two, which I I liked uh, the equalizer. Yeah, they're not the two best action movies of the past 20 yeah. years. Um, Mad Max Fury Road, I would say it can take one of those spots uh, in the top for me and my personal yeah. opinion on the Mad Max franchise. Um, this you know, it, it really to me, like when I came out of the theater of Mad Max, I was like, this is probably one of the best movies action movies i have ever seen and that's going up next to die hard the matrix and a handful of other movies like when i came out of the theater i was like yo like this is some like this is a big deal like for me like 2015 in a time where like cgi and and uh those you know computer generated effects for action movies are at like a peak you know we're talking yeah. like avatar peak all these movies are coming out and you hear about mad max being made and you're like oh this is going to be like ridiculous over the top like michael bay explosions like a, it's going to you know i thought it was going to be like a transformers like it was going to be good it was like it was going to be fun to watch but the movie wasn't going to be there like it was going to be like eh what was that about? I don't even know. Um, but no, George Miller fucking knocked it out of the park. He practically took the uh, 
the chase scene from Road Warrior, which came out in the late 80s, and made that into an entire movie. Which sounds impossible. How do you make a chase an entire movie from start to finish? And he does it. And it I think it it got like 13 nominations and won like six awards. Like makeup, effects, right, uh screenplay, this, this, and that. Um, but yeah, uh Mad Max is gonna make like damn near every single one of my lists. So <laughs> I'll just stop talking about that now. Uh but the, the movie that this make guy up has this a, in order to put Mad, Mad Max on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I make my lists like, hmm, how can I find a way to have Mad Max? What's another list I can put Mad Max on? (laughs) Oh, top five Tom Hardy movies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, top ten trilogy movies. Okay. (laughs) The next movie on this guy's list, Logan. I don't know about you. This is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like today. I agree. This was really good. And I didn't think it was going to be, to be honest. When I saw the yeah. trailer for it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And knowing that they're somehow going to kill him off or just do away with the character. Right. You know, you're walking into that theater like, oh, man, like, I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what they did was, you know, it, it blew me away. Yeah. It felt really good. Really, like, really good. felt like a Western, like that lone hero with no name comes into town and uh, he's got to save a little girl or he, or he's got to protect a little girl on their journey. Kind of like the last of us, um, the video game. And, you know, he spoiler (laughs) and I'll say it again. Spoiler, 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 press mute, press mute, spoiler, mute, 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 spoiler. He like dies saving her life pretty much and it's just like oh man like you you know i i honestly can't remember but i think i was like like i was like on the verge of like like welling up you know like where or or your throat like your heart is like stuck in your throat and you're like oh man i think i'm gonna cry right i think i might cry dude yep i think i'm gonna cry and then it goes away like okay i'm not gonna cry (laughs) which to be honest how often does a superhero movie quote-unquote superhero movie evoke that kind of emotion not very i, I would say no not like i feel like that's kind of rare i feel like the only one that came a little bit close to that is the end of infinity war oh yeah. yeah which which a couple spots down this list um the spider-man scene yeah where, where tony's holding him yeah oh dude i don't i don't feel so good mr stark yeah i don't i don't want to go and he's like he's saying sorry you know yeah. i'm like oh no kid <laughs> and I, like like just the whole fact that like you're not we're not used to seeing our heroes fail yeah like almost die. every superhero movie you watch like sure shit gets tough for a little while there in the middle but they come out on top at the end you know nope not not infinity war <laughs> yeah man that Infinity War was like a punch to the gut because yeah. no one was expecting that. I'm like, right. all right, yeah, maybe I think they're gonna kill 
Tony at the end, you know, maybe yeah. Vision, right. you know. I think a lot of people guessed Vision was going to die because he's he's got the uh, – he had the one Infinity Stone in his freaking forehead. Right. Um, <laughs> Which in hindsight uh, seems like a bad spot to put it. Now. <laughs> yeah, right? Just come on. Put it put it where the sun don't shine. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, dig a hole in your backyard. Don't, that also never look there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, man. Logan – um, when, when I bought Logan, uh, on iTunes, I, I got the digital version and I, I went to go play. It. And this is like the first time I'm, I'm watching it again since the theater. And every once in a while, a movie comes out and they have certain special features and particularly Logan and Mad Max Fury Road of all movies. <laughs> there I go again. Um, they had the option for black and white. Oh yeah, That's and I cool. watched Logan in black and white, and more so, it felt like a western. And I'm like, oh man, like this is one of my f- favorite movies of the last 20 years for sure. I want to say it's like in my top five somewhere. Um, I'd have to go through all the other ones to kind of, you know, give an accurate number. But yeah. Logan, man, that's a that's a great flick. If you haven't seen Logan, watch it. What are you doing? Yeah, Why are you listening to us right now? All right, yeah. Um, turn the podcast off and go watch Logan. <laughs> uh, but like like you said, dude, he he's got all the Avengers. Like we're getting back to the list, and yeah. like it's um, all Marvel movies up to number fifteen, where Wonder Woman comes in. Like, like you said, like I can see the number one Avengers being on there because. You know, that that movie was a culmination of all these movies being made throughout the last uh, it came out 2012. It was like, what, five, six years because Iron Man came out 2008. Yeah. So it was only four years. really. And here's where I think Marvel and I don't want to turn this into a Marvel versus DC discussion, but Marvel's done a better job of introducing their characters to us than DC has. Oh yeah. Like DC, everybody knows the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Maybe not everybody knows Aquaman. You've heard of him, but you don't know his origin story and whatever. Um, and like the flash, like we got all these characters just kind of thrown at us in justice league. Where if, if you didn't know anything about the DC universe, you know, it, it's confusing. I think right. where, where with the Avengers, the way they set the Avengers up is we got Iron Man. We got Hulk. We got, Thor, um, who am I missing? Captain, we got Captain America. Um, we got all of those basically origin stories and we got a second Iron Man before the first fucking Avengers movie. Oh yeah, that's right. It came out right before the, yeah. So, so they like took their time building the, the, uh, their universe, cinematic universe by introducing us to all the main characters you know, in their own individual movies where if I'm not mistaken, didn't we get wonder woman after justice league? Um, after a uh, BVS. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I th- then uh, was Aquaman after justice league. Then I feel like one of them was like after yeah, justice. League. Aquaman, when like, was. Aquaman was after I have it here somewhere. I'm on one of my lists. In my phone, but go, going back to to how you were saying Marvel is doing it the right way, uh, for except for the one exception, um, 
I'm just digging into my archives. Is Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Well, and Captain uh, not Captain America, Captain Marvel too, which we already kind of talked about, but they didn't do a good job introducing her. And Guardians of the Galaxy, like you don't, you don't know who the hell they are. It seemed, it seemed like a separate movie, to be honest. When they first came out, it didn't seem like they were going to be connected at all. Um, if if you if you don't know the comics, which I didn't, I researched this online, like as the movies were coming out. Um, but I didn't read this Infinity storyline in the comic book, so I had no clue what was going to happen or how it was going to end or whatever. Um, but the guardians of the galaxy, just watching when that movie came out and you watch guardians of the galaxy, it didn't look like it had jack shit to do with iron man and fucking whatever. Nope. I, that's where my point was leading with yeah. how they were the one exception. Right now. I, you kind of asked the question earlier, like, is it the characters, the director? I want to say it's the director, um, James Gunn. Yeah. Um, oh, I need a, I need a cough. I need to mute myself. Ooh. <clears throat> all right excuse me so when they announced guardians of the galaxy um it was kind of i had the same reaction uh when they announced watchmen i was like whoa right how are they gonna do that no. like, i had heard of the guardians before but i didn't know any of the characters and yet, yeah me either and i'm like this is i don't know man like it's either gonna be like eh or it's going to shit the bed and Marvel's kind of in trouble. And then, you know, we all know what happened. It turned out to be this huge hit. Right. Um, hit James Gunn taking, what was it, like three, four unknown, uh, not only characters, but somewhat unknown actors and actresses. Like Chris Pratt wasn't really anybody until this movie. He was, you know, Parks right. and Rec guy, but, you yeah. know, it's thrust him. He was fantastic on Parks and Rec, by the way. But, um, who chris pratt oh chris pratt. oh yeah 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 dude um so I, there's a lot of times i'm at work like watching parks and rec shit off on youtube right <laughs> just like killing yeah he was life. great in it but but you're right yeah. he wasn't like an a-list celebrity yeah. before guardians of the galaxy so now that he's in charge of the suicide squad um there was this uh live event that happened like a month ago it was like dc fandom or something like that and it was all across the world you know it, it started at like whatever time it started and it was a live stream and they were going through the whole list of all the dc movies coming out you know like uh black adam with the rock right um next you know this movie that movie yada 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 and then they got to the suicide squad how it's like it's a sequel, but it's a remake. But it's in a different universe, but right. it's not. It's it's so confusing, like as to like what the fuck it is. Right. But um James Gunn is directing, and there's like 16 different characters. And I'm like, if anyone can pull this off, it's gonna be James Gunn. Yeah. Um purely off of guardians of the galaxy like i think when it comes to that specific thing <laughs> yeah. uh you know managing and controlling a bunch of different characters and trying to squeeze that all into like two hours or less you know i, I think this movie is going to be good the, there was this um i was telling you about the dc fandom thing and there was the uh, suicide squad thing yada yada and 
it was just an interview with James Gunn and just everything he was saying. I'm just like, I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, man, I just, I don't know if it's just him talking and I'm just like agreeing with everything he's saying or he's like, he's got me hypnotized, but I think this is going to be a good one, man. Um, Sue Scott squad two. I didn't hate the first one as much as most people did. Oh yeah, no, me either. But again, I just feel like DC dropped the ball introducing most of these characters to us. Dude, I was like, I was talking to (laughs) to someone about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that movie's garbage." And I was asking them a couple questions, and they're like, "Oh no, I haven't seen it." I'm like, "What? (laughs) You can't say that." It's got this (laughs) reputation as just trash, and it what? You can't say not the best movie, but it's not that bad. like I don't care. like the movie could be trash, but if you physically right. you right. sit your ass down and watch it and you don't yeah, like you, it, then you can say that it happened. Like, like movies are subjective. Like it's yep. all your like personal opinion. Like yeah, you're gonna have outside influences. Like it's like there's been times like when I was younger, like oh man, have you seen this movie? It was fucking awesome. And you're like. I didn't think it was that good, but you say, yeah, dude, I've seen that. You know? Right. <laughs> um, it happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing a bunch of, Ooh. Okay. So let's get out of the superheroes. Um, Cause I want to wrap this up soon. Uh, yeah. Greyhound. Have you seen Greyhound? The I have Apple not TV seen it, movie? No. Dude, nope. Tom I always forget I have Apple TV. Put this one on your list on your like watch list uh, on Apple TV. It's good, man. I, I saw like the the thumbnail on you know, I was scrolling through Apple TV a few months ago and I saw this pop up and I just kept avoiding it for like a week and I just kept seeing Tom Hanks's face right. every other day <laughs> and eventually it was just like oh man I got to watch this he keeps staring at me like he's fucking pissed <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up watching it and I was happy that I did, you know, I was like, I, I, excuse me. I finished the movie and was like, wow, like that movie's good. Like, it's kind of like, um, uh, not, not a submarine movie, but, uh, like a battleship type of fleet. Uh, I forget what kind of boat he had so there's like a bunch of like smaller boats like i guess like carriers for like uh, soldiers right. um let's just say there was like 500 of them and he's in like a giant warship and let's say there's maybe like 15 warships to protect all the little dudes and the movie's about like they're they're crossing a certain like uh point of reference in like the pacific not the pacific the like the the atlantic ocean because they're, they're coming from the states to europe is that the pacific okay no, that's, that's the atlantic and once they reach a certain point they can't get like air support so it's all on yeah. right they're too far out. so so all the protection comes from their uh their warships and Tom Hanks is him and his like cluster of ships are like in like a really bad area of where the bunch of German U-boats were and they're like just sinking ships left and right every day. 
So yeah, the movie's about them just surviving and protecting the fleet. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I have Apple <laughs> Apple TV Plus, and I always forget I have it, so I've never watched anything on there. Inception. Ready Player One. Have you seen that? Yeah, Ready Player One I really like. I, I read yeah, the book, man. too. Um, you did just skip right over 1917, but we kind of talked about that from the other list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good movie. Followed by Dunkirk, which I thought sucked. Um, I mean, I guess with the you know the cinematography and shit was cool, but I feel like they didn't do a good job of making the story interesting. Um, yeah. Like I feel like that could have been much better. I feel like that's an amazing story to tell, and I just don't think they did a good job. Like I don't know, I wasn't entertained, which is kind of surprising from Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, how does Christopher Nolan make a boring war movie? I don't know. But yeah, but he it did. <laughs> it was a weird experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Dunkirk. Um, I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, the it's hell? like the complete opposite of 1917. Like 1917, I was like riveted the whole way through. Yeah, Dunkirk, yeah. I'm I'm like, is this over? Like, I got shit to do. Like, <laughs> if if they were to like insert Tom Hardy as a as the main character. And have him like land and then go on some kind of like, I got to rescue somebody mission. Yeah. Maybe it would have been like a little better, but now you get nothing. Like it was just, okay, whatever. Let's just yeah. stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm just going to go over like a couple movies that I've written down. as like, these are some of the best movies in the last 20 years. And you should do yourself a favor and watch them. Um, Blade Runner 2049. I mentioned that earlier. Um, Get Out, the Jordan Peele movie. I've actually never seen that one. I saw the other Very one. Was it Us? I yeah, think. Us. Yeah, one. I watched that one. Yeah. Very good movie, man. It's it's got a lot of like uh, uh, social sh- social shit that's going on now about like race and all that. Right. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, a couple Quentin Tarantino movies, The Hateful Eight, Django Unchained. Um, I said Arrival earlier. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was the third. So Quentin Tarantino had three movies come out in those 10 years from 2010 to 2019. Uh, Ready Player One. We had all those Star Wars movies. And in my yeah. personal opinion, the Mandalorian TV show is better than any of the movies that have come out in the last five years. I agree. Um, and I cannot wait for the second one. Uh, we did have Avatar. It was a great experience when it came out. I did see that in IMAX. Yeah. Cool. 3D and all that. Baby Driver. Great movie. Edgar Wright. Yeah, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I agree with that. Really good. Um, we had the Deadpool series, the John Wick franchise. Watch John Wick. Yeah, John <laughs> if you're going to watch anything, watch John Wick. A bunch of Mission Impossibles. We get the new Spider-Mans. Um, we did have one of the best comic book movies ever come out during this time. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. And to piggyback yep. off of Christopher Nolan, I would say for a lot of people, this might be the number one movie on their list in the last 20 years. And that's Inception. Definitely makes my list of like top five, top ten. Great yeah. fucking movie. Inception yep. starring Leonardo DiCaprio and the cast, like the full cast of a. Uh, uh, the fuck am I saying? Star-studded cast of 
supporting actors. Jesus, I got tongue tied there. Um, <laughs> and a little anime shout out. And this was great. This was a good movie. Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Probably my favorite anime ever. Yeah. Next to like Akira. But when I saw this, I was like, that was fucking good. Like, yeah, I, I kind of want to really watch good. it like again. Like, I want to put it yeah. on now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so yeah, dude, that was a that was like a fun, weird like experiment we just had. I, I got a couple I can add to your list real quick. Oh yeah, man, dish them out. Um, so we're doing the last. It's the last twenty years, right? So I got three hundred came out in two thousand six. Ooh yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's a great movie. Um, directed by Zack Snyder, starred Gerard Butler, Lena Headey. Another uh, Snyder. Since yeah. Like, um. We also got a new James Bond um, with some really good movies. Um, Even if you're not a James Bond fan, which I'm not like a super James Bond fan, but James Bond's kind of cool. But like Skyfall, Spectre, Quantum, Quantum of Solace. No, yeah, was Quantum of Solace his? It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was still Daniel Craig, right? Casino Royale. Um, Yeah, Casino Royale. Um, All all really good movies. Um, We got a shit ton of X-Men movies. Some (laughs) Some were good, some weren't. But like, um, if you like the X-Men, they're all, they're all watchable. There's none in there that you're like, oh my God, this movie's terrible. But um, two, and I'll, I'll leave on these two, but the two that I really like by a director that I really like, uh, Guy Ritchie, that we got um, in this decade are Snatch in 2000. Yeah, Snatch. Yeah, Jason Statham, Brad Pitt, Benicio Del Toro. Um, really good movie. Um, and one that came out recently, last year, I think, The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam. Um, I hadn't seen that. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's really oh, good. I might watch that tonight. Yeah, you should check it out. You'll, you'll love it. Um, I love his style. He's another one of my favorite directors. Like, probably him and Tarantino are probably my top two. Because um, I don't think I've ever watched either one of their movies and just been like, this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the ones that I'm like, it was okay, you know? <laughs> oh, I just thought of some. Uh, the Raid. It's like one of my favorite action movies ever. The Raid and The Raid Two. I don't think I've seen uh, The Raid. Oh, dude, they're so good. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise. Uh, oh, American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, Looper. Oh, Looper was Looper? good. Yeah, I like Looper. The time yeah. uh, and we Fury. did get the Lord of the Rings trilogy in the two thousands. Oh, that's right. Lord of the Rings, Moneyball, There's which also so means we got in in the in the same time period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think I think that I think that's a good time to stop for our experimental episode. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find me at Scarios underscore on Twitter, um, and also uh, Twitch TV forward slash scarios underscore to watch me play video games um you can still send us lists if you would like to like your top 10 movies of the last 20 years at uh pod at a pod <laughs> pause <laughs> p-a-u-s-e p-o-d one one at gmail.com pause pod 11 at gmail that's the email hit us up there or on twitter uh moto where can I find you? Uh, Twitter at Moto A42, M O T O A42. Same thing on Twitch. Uh, and also follow the podcast on Twitter. Um, that's another place you can send the top 10 lists or top five or whatever kind of list you want to send. Yes. Uh, 
Yes. At PawnSpot11. I forgot to mention this. This is kind of like news for listeners. We do have a Twitch account. Yeah. And we plan on doing some things. I'm yeah. not going to say anything yet, but stay tuned. So, Still hiring uh, yeah. out the details, but we'll, we'll get it up and running. Yeah, it's coming. So uh, thanks, everybody. Catch y'all next time. Peace out. See ya. Thank you.